It's Sunday night, and we are here talking about Satanism. Oh, man. On a Sunday, on the Lord's Day. You know, it happens. <laughs> it happens. All I got, it happens. And today we got uh, for you the uh, top five songs about the devil, top five movies about the devil. Eh, it happens. And uh-huh. I have for you the top ten witch hunts. Oh, that's all on you, dude. And by witch hunt, I mean musicians that were given hell. No pun intended for being Satanists, even though most of them weren't. And the ones that were the true Satanists have never gotten shit from the American people for it. No, it just made them even more popular. Rock and roll has always been considered the devil's music, which enabled squeaky squeaky clean teen pop stars to to actually be the the true satanists as we learned from our illuminati episode two seasons ago that episode the uh yeah squeaky clean teen pop stars are the ones who are the true satanists yeah because they are the ones that gotta get all the catchy tunes and well according to the you know religious fanatics those are the artists that are uh making the american Kids gay. Like Justin Bieber? Justin Bieber is gay. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, he's 12. Him and Selena Gomez broke up. That is true, they did. Is he is he butt humping uh, Justin Timberlake now? I don't know. I still, like, seriously, okay. No, Justin Timberlake just recently got married to Jessica. Has, has anyone ever heard Justin Timberlake talk? Yeah. All right. Not all gay men have that voice, but only gay men have that voice, okay? What? what? All right. Oh, oh. Have you, you heard him talk? Yeah. You know? I have. The same would go for Michael Jackson. Okay, listen. Michael you know? Jackson. That guy. Him and Macaulay Culkin were butt buddies. <laughs> Anybody can tell you that. Of course, once Macaulay Culkin turned 18, Michael Jackson had no interest in him anymore. What do you, do you know what Macaulay Culkin's favorite salad dressing is? Neverland Ranch. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was wow. What that was terrible. What 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 was uh Sharon Tate's favorite salad dressing? Spawn Ranch. <laughs> that was terrible. But on bumch. That's that's like a 40 some year old joke there. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, no, that was terrible. Terrible, but you know, okay. 
What's your favorite salad dressing? Mine? Yeah. Ranch. Is it no, really? No, actually, no. It's um French. French? Yeah. French. French. Yeah. It's my favorite. Wow. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Why, what's yours? I, uh... Favorite dressings. Creamy Caesar. Caesar really good. I don't like the... The uh, liquidy Caesar. I, I prefer the uh, creamy Caesar. No homo. <laughs> as Lil Wayne would say. Speaking of, of no homo, there is a a song that everyone has to check out. Actually, you have to check out the music video because it doesn't have the same effect being that it it, it is not in English. If you were to just listen to the song, it's actually in Finnish. But it is a brilliant music video. What was it? Awesome. What was the name of the group again? Just, Justimus Films. Justimus Films. Um, I, I posted the video on Facebook a few days ago. I'm going to post it from my my uh, Brandon Chaos, Planet Chaos, and Chaos Culture pages as well. Uh, the song is called "En Homo," which is Finnish for "I'm Not Gay." It's amazing. It's easily the the best pop song and video that I have seen in years. It's uh, it's tearing up the charts in Finland right now. It's been on the charts for the last five weeks in, in the top 20, and it's just amazing. They're like a Finnish boy band. Are, what? Yes. In fact, if I get a chance here in a little bit, I'll, I'll play the, the song off of YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. Um, we're gonna get things started. I'm gonna just jump right into the uh, top ten witch hunts. It's gonna be uh, available on my website here during the next music break. Okay. Number ten, and Alyssa was giving me shit because this isn't further down the list, but uh, I don't really see where you know after Antichrist Superstar that people really gave him a whole lot of shit, but Marilyn Manson. It was after Antichrist Superstar, it was more like he was causing people to either commit suicide or kill other people, the whole Columbine thing, you know. So the, the Satanist thing sort of died out during the mechanical animals era, and it became more about murder and suicide. So uh, Number nine, I put the Beatles simply because of uh, John Lennon's comments when he said, we're, we're bigger than, than Jesus. Jesus. And, you know, he came back and said, well, you know, we're saying that we're more popular than him as far as pop culture icons go. And I kind of I see a different side of it. I think he was being sort of sarcastic in that comment, like basically saying, ha-ha, you stupid people, you're worshiping us more than Jesus. What the hell's wrong with you? Hmm. That's sort of the way I took it. That's how I took it too, yeah. You know, like, what's wrong with you idiots, you know? Uh, number eight, of course, probably the the biggest one, the first ever shock rocker, Alice Cooper, sometimes called the Godfather of heavy metal. I can kind of see that. Uh, number seven, a lot of people overlook him or lump him in with his band, but for the most part, he was the one who, you know, studied a lot of Aleister Crowley, and there was a lot of Illuminati references in his. The, mu the music that he wrote for the band, that's Jimmy Page, number seven. Uh, number six, Elvis Presley. Elvis is considered the first ever rock star. Uh, he's the one who is the reason why parents said that rock music was the devil's music. And henceforth, when he was on, uh, what show was it? The Ed Sullivan, Ed Sullivan show, show, where they... He was only allowed to be filmed from the waist up. His, after his first appearance, after his first appearance, they only shot him from the waist up because yep. parents were outraged. Yeah. Uh, number five, I have the Rolling Stones. I think that kind of is self-explanatory. Uh, seriously, Keith Richards should be dead by now. <laughs> I seriously don't understand why he's still alive. I really, really don't. Did you see that picture I posted on Facebook yesterday of Keith Richards? Uh, said Twinkies are gone. Now bring on the cockroaches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, number four, Insane Clown Posse. 
I don't think we need to go further in the in depth with that one, Miss Juggalette over here. Number three, Eminem. For those of you who are old enough to remember when Eminem first came out, he was uh, real close with Marilyn Manson. A lot of people consider him the hip hop Elvis or the hip hop Marilyn Manson. He kind of uh, he he sort of set the pace for what hip hop would become in the new millennium. And for that, of course, he uh, he got a lot of shit. He got called Satanist and white devil and all this other shit. So. Yeah, white And of course, uh, the top two. I'm sure everybody could guess who those are. Ozzy Osbourne at number two. And of course, number one, we have Kiss. Kiss was a big one for... The majority of their run through the 70s, people were assuming that Kiss stood for Knights in Satan's Service, and they were demons because they wore makeup, and the list goes on and on and on. If you want to know like what it was like in the 70s for Kiss and their fans, I would say the best example is the movie Detroit Rock City. Easily. Oh, I had a scene from Detroit Rock City uh, on on my list of greatest movie scenes because I I just think it's it's great when you know he he comes out and he just goes off on his mom for you know protesting against Kiss and at the end he's like now give me back my fucking drumsticks. Okay. Classic movie line right there, and of course Kiss makes an appearance in it as themselves playing concert in Detroit. Uh, Shannon Tweed is actually in it as well. She plays a stripper. Go figure. Shannon Tweed naked. Imagine that. <laughs> and Gene Simmons is hitting that. And married to it. Yeah. Did they actually finally get married? Yes, they did. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he's done banging random bitches? You never know. Uh, you never know. You never know. It is Gene Simmons. <laughs> That's all I gotta say is you never know. He's probably banged more chicks than Ron Jeremy. Yeah, but Ron Jeremy can say he's got a big wiener. You never know. Gene Simmons might, too. Although he never had a sex tape like Tommy Lee to prove it. (laughs) And anybody who's ever seen the Tommy Lee, Pamela Anderson sex tape, they know what I'm talking about. Never saw it, but I know what you're talking about, though. Yep. But with a tongue like Gene Simmons... Yeah... Oh my god. Yeah. Alright, we're gonna get into some music. Here's POD with Rock the Party. Seems to be about that time again. Time to do the top five list. Okay, shit. Let me get my list situated. I I know I didn't I didn't warn you about that one. I just kinda came out there with it. Yeah. So, are you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do this. I don't know. Is Crystal doing a list? She she expressed some interest in wanting to do a list. Yeah, I have one. Do you want to do it? Do you want to go first? I don't want to go first. No. You don't want to go first. No. Why not? Because. Come on, Alyssa. Whoa. Okay. Um. Hold on. Oh, Jesus, please. Okay. Seriously. Go ahead. Okay, number five, I have Devil Went Down to Georgia by the Charlie Daniels Band. Are you serious? Yes. Why? What's wrong with this? I just, uh, that seems like something that Country would put on his list. Whatever, since Country is currently... He's on vacation. Preoccupied at the moment. He's going to be on vacation for the next couple weeks. Yeah. Preoccupied. Oh, I'm saying. Okay. He is. At least somebody is getting it in right now. At least somebody is. Alright, number four. I have Devil's Haircut by Beck. Uh, it's an interesting choice, I guess. I'm allowed to. Oh, I bet you have a Shout Out the Devil by Molly Crow on your list. Um, number three, I have The Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden. Number two, I have Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones, which, by the way, it's one of my favorite songs by them. Okay. And number one, I have 
<laughs> those boss, but the final showdown by Tenacious D. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Really? Yes, I do. All right. What What's the name of the song again? B E E L Z E, and then Boss. The final showdown. The final showdown. Yes. There is nothing wrong with my song. Okay. Yes. Interesting list. That's all I can really say. Aw, no, 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 no <laughs> criticizing or anything this time. I already criticized enough. Beck. Jeez. All right, Crystal. It is your turn. That's my number five. Is Devil's Haircut by Beck. <laughs> oh, what now? What now? You are outnumbered. I like Beck. I've had as cold as. Jeez. You're know. outnumbered. Number four was Devil's Whorehouse by the Misfits. Um, number three is Friend of the Devil by a Grateful Dead. <laughs> Grateful Dead. Number two is Devil Inside by NXS. I almost put that on my list. And number one is Woman is the Devil by the Doors. That's a good one. All I gotta say is these are some interesting lists. I bet you. Shout out to the devil, and devil inside is going to be on his list. Not quite. No. Whatever. Not no. quite. All right. For me, I have number five, Iron Maiden, The Number of the Beast. Number four, Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Well, I knew it was going to be on the list. Number three, Marilyn Manson, You and Me and the Devil Makes Three. Number two, I have Slayer with Black Magic. And at number one, Danzig with Satan's Child. I knew it had to be. <laughs> it had to be. I know it was. He knew I was going to put NXS on my list, so he didn't. No, I had no idea you were going to put NXS on your list, actually. You had to have known. I, I actually did my list before I even saw yours. My list has actually been done for a few weeks now. Yeah, it has. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it has. Did you do uh, the other list too? Yeah, I actually did. Did you the other really? List. Mm -hmm. Wow. See? I'm impressed. I have motivation sometimes. At least neither of you put Striper on there with To Hell with the Devil. it's Striper? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> why I wouldn't. Alright, we're going to get back into some music. Speaking of the devil. Right, is everyone ready for the top five films about Satan? Yeah. I guess Alyssa's going to go first again. Me? Oh, okay, sure. We'll go with it. Uh, number five. I have... I have little Nikki. That's right, I went there. That's my number five. Okay. Um, number four, I have the ninth gate. Where it's he's a Johnny Depp's a bookseller. Yeah. And it's about a book with it counts. <laughs> okay. Number, number three, I have Constantine. Constantine? Oh, yeah, Constantine. Yes, it does have Keanu Reeves in it, but it also has Peter Dormrov, I think is his last name. I'm not who that is. Oh, real creepy guy. Um, number <laughs> okay. two. Number two, I have Legend. With a Legend. very with a very young Tom Cruise yeah. and Tim Curry as the devil. Well, yeah. well his voice anyway. <laughs> And number one, I have the Devil's Advocate. Okay. <sighs> Mine's a little different, but I guess I can't hate on yours too much. Oh, how different are we going here? What do you have? A little, a little different. I think it's Crystal's turn, though. Just a comment about Constantine. You know what the only thing I remember about that movie was? It was a big non-smoking campaign. Yeah. He quit smoking at the end of it. 
And it also has Rachel Rice in it, too. I don't know who that is. <gasps> <laughs> I've never heard of her. Number five, I have Tenacious D pick a destiny. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? Because it was funny. Oh. Tenacious D is terrible. Well, but they're funny. No, they're not. Yeah, not at all. Are. No, no. putting that on there too. Number two, I have The Stand because I'm a big Stephen King fan. And that was always my favorite book of his. Even though the movie towards the end gets really cheesy. <laughs> but it was the early 90s, so whatever. <laughs> and number one, I have Fallen. Fallen? Denzel Washington. And, um, See, I'm not a big fan of Denzel Washington. What? It was I'm a not. good movie. It was really creepy. And it was a it was actually a demon. How can he not be a dental Washington? I just don't think he's and good. It got passed along to people. People kept getting possessed by getting touched. It was really what? fucking creepy. What? Yeah, and they used uh, Time is on my side by the Rolling Stones throughout the whole movie. It was a really creepy movie. I saw it when I was like 10. Oh, I'm going to have to watch it now. Alright, now for my list. Okay. Number five, I have Rosemary's Baby. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's classic. That's a good one. Classic. I never saw it, so. Classic Polanski, you know? Number four, Little Nicky. <laughs> it was funny. It was a good movie. It was funny. It was funny. I'd have to say, though, Peter Dante, probably the best part about the whole fucking movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Who are you guys? We're just fans of Nicky and the work his father does. <laughs> Number three, the short film Lucifer Rising, which featured uh, Keith Richards and uh, Jimmy Page. Excellent, excellent film. Sure, we'll go with it. Number two, I know it's cliched, but The Exorcist. Oh, really? Yes. Just for the the line, your mother sucks cock in hell. Ah, okay. And the masturbation scene with the crucifix. Yeah. Number one, I went with a cheesy B-movie called Satan's School for Girls. It is a cheesy B movie, but it is fucking great. I love B horror movies, and that's oh, just the greatest. <laughs> that's amazing. I could have gone with the the Guar movie with uh, Jello Biafra for the list, but I I'm pretty satisfied with it. And as always, you can find our top five lists on brandonchaos.weebly.com. Now, listen, I'm not much for horror mo movies, but when it comes to B-horror movies, I am so up for watching some. I just love horror movies in general. I'm a huge horror film connoisseur. B-movies, A-movies, Z-movies. I, I love Ed Wood. Ed Wood's probably one of the greatest. Bella Lugosi is amazing in everything he's done. Vincent well, Price. Cozy. And Vincent Price. I yeah. Mean, come on now. Absolutely on amazing. Um, if you're on Facebook, make sure you head on over to Brandon Chaos, Chaos Culture, and Planet Chaos. Like those pages. Share those pages with your friends. Show us some love. And he's, just, he's just promoting Brandon Chaos because, let's just face it, it's an ego boost to him. No. That's how I see it. Yeah, If, it is. if you're on Twitter, you could follow everyone on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I tweet often. You tweet a lot. Brandon underscore chaos for anything and everything dealing with bitching. You do. You, you do that <laughs> I, a lot. I, I, I post a lot of funny tweets. You do that you a know. lot. And I'm not like some of those celebrities out there. I don't get paid for my tweets. I, I don't get, get paid by L'Oreal to to say, L'Oreal, the greatest makeup in the world. Charlie Sheen gets paid for that. Every time he posts a tweet, he gets paid because most of them are advertisements. Twitter has Charlie Sheen. Well, Twitter has become the fuck did you a, almost like a, a billboard. He's for, now doing um, a car commercial now. No, he is still he, doing yes, anger management, though. He was, he, it, there is a car commercial he is doing. Yeah, it is. Fiat. Yeah, it is a car commercial. 
you're just not paying attention when he does it. <laughs> oh, I, I know he does a car commercial. He did a fucking he did a Old Spice commercial with Michael Jordan once too. And a Haynes commercial. Oh, was it Old Spice or was it Haynes? Old Spice. Okay. Um, but yeah, Twitter has become almost like a billboard for celebrity endorsements. You know, most celebrities that are on there anymore get paid to tweet products or you know do shout outs for other pa pages that get paid for. It's. Twitter is basically just advertisements anymore. That's why I, I don't really follow. I don't really follow a whole lot of celebrities on. I follow the ones that I'm friends with, but you know, a, a great majority of them do though. Um, some some of the uh, the the newscasters get paid for their tweets. How do you know this? Are you friends with them? Because it's like all over the news anymore. You know, people like. Uh, watching because my dad has cnn alex jones like... alex jones gets paid for his tweets um what's her name that conservative bitch that i was bitching about last week okay that doesn't help much um <laughs> that doesn't help much oh that was a good one what the hell is her name i can't remember but anyways uh, they, they all get paid for their tweets okay. that's just how it works paris hilton even gets paid for tweets listen it's paris hilton it is she even relevant anymore no no. She doesn't need the money. She's a fucking Hilton. She doesn't need the money. She just wants attention. Um, Trump gets paid for his tweets too. I don't know. If, I don't know anymore if, if he gets paid, but he used to. I don't know about him lashing out last week. He doesn't need the money either. Uh, but yeah, celebrities get paid for their tweets. That's that's sad. They don't need the money either. That's the funny thing. You can. There's also places where you can go online. Ann Coulter. Ann Coulter, that's her name. Yes, thank you. She gets paid for her tweets, which is funny because you. There is not an intelligent thought that comes out of that woman's head. Seriously, the things that she was saying about Obama after the election were just ridiculous. It's like, it's like retard logic. <laughs> What was she saying that made it retard logic? Please, I, you know, I, I don't know. During the next musical break, I will look up her tweets about Obama. It was just, it was ridiculous. Um, what, what was I saying though? Oh, there's places where you can go dur during election times, where you can go online and register your tweets to get paid to do political advertisements really? on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I could have used the money. Well, to... this works for local elections too. You, you, you know, you have to tweet a certain amount of, of tweets a day, though, in order to get paid for them. I, I'll do it. Sure. But it has to be—that's all you're allowed to post about if you you register for this. It's all okay. you're allowed to post about is political bullshit, and I refuse to do that. I don't want to be someone who's getting paid to tweet. You know, especially when it comes to political endorsements, I refuse to get involved with that because I just what what does celebrities you know why do they need to get involved in politics? Why why does somebody you know I'm not going to vote for somebody just because Bruce Springsteen or John Bon Jovi tell me to. Wait, so you're not going to vote know? for that person, or are you just not going to? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm, I'm saying, like, I'm not going to, you know, I remember when uh, the 2004 election happened, there was, you know, the Vote for Change tour. You had John Mellencamp, Bruce Springsteen, R.E.M., all out on the road together endorsing Kerry. And it's like, I'm not going to vote for John Kerry just because those guys are telling me to. Yeah, I like Bruce Springsteen. I like R.E.M., but I'm not voting for John Kerry just because they tell me to, you know? Just like, you know, in 2008, all those idiots that voted for... Obama just because Pete Wentz told him to. You know, I don't I don't see the point in it. It's like but then you have Bono, people who donate Tommy Lee yeah. showed his dick too, and the last Methods of Mayhem album didn't do too good. You know what though? All right. That is true. But, but you know what though? I, I know there's commercials out of celebrities saying, you know what, hey, go vote, but at the same time, you have kids who are just turning the age to vote, 
And they may see it as, hey, you know what? Bruce Springsteen is pretty cool. If he tells me to go vote, I'm going to go vote. What 18-year-old do you know that's listening to Bruce Springsteen instead of Kesha, though? <laughs> Tell me one 18-year-old who's listening to Bruce Springsteen instead of Kesha. Yeah, seriously. I'm sure there is somebody it's somewhere serious. is listening <laughs> to Bruce Springsteen and I bet there is a hipster doing a remix of Kesha and Bruce Springsteen right now. Yeah, right at this very, very moment. And they're gonna probably gonna post it on Facebook. Okay. Ann Coulter tweeted, I highly approve of Romney's decision to be kind and gentle to the retard. What? Yes. Is that what she put? Yes, that's what she posted. And then Patton Oswalt, great comedian Patton Oswalt. Uh, most people know him from the TV show King of Queens, the short chubby guy. Hilarious. Love the guy. I've actually, I follow him on Twitter. He tweets hilarious shit all day long. Real funny guy. If you're a, a fan of good comedy, follow Patton Oswalt on Twitter. He's hilarious. Um, he, he tweeted about Ann Coulter, said, Ann Coulter died of prostate cancer in 2002. Her Twitter account's a sentiment emu skeleton with a swatch of eyelid skin stretched over it and followed it up by adding if ann coulter's if ann coulter's calling the president a retard it means he won slash is going to win she's our unpettable punxatani phil <laughs> okay okay uh, have you has anybody actually seen Ann Coulter? Like what she looks like? We're, lo we're looking at a picture right now of her. She's actually not that she, bad uh, looking. I, I mean, her. She is kind of scary looking. Her one eye's a little droopy though. But. She looks like a female Skeletor <laughs> with skin. <laughs> I, I, she was pretty in her younger days. She was. I will give her that. But she has not aged in the uh, sense of aging that. Morgan Fairchild seems to have mastered. Yeah, she does look pretty good for her age. Morgan, yeah, Fairchild, Morgan Fairchild? I would bend her time. over and give her the D so hard she wouldn't know what hit her. She may have had some work done. So you know, Morgan Fairchild? Yeah. Oh, Morgan Fairchild has no doubt had some work done, <laughs> but not to the extent that Joan Rivers has. Mm. Joan Rivers looks like the undead Barbie doll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen. She is a comedic legend. She is not a legend of beauty, though. No. I don't even think she was really that pretty back in her heyday. No, she wasn't. What was that, like, the 20s? <laughs> During the, uh... The Great Depression. <laughs> the first election that she could vote in was the first election that women could vote in. <laughs> All right? <laughs> All right, we're going to get back into some music. I'm going to go back a little old school right now. Go back to the 90s when I was in high school. Going to slow it down a little bit. You mean in 96 when you first started high school, right? Actually, yeah. This is about when it came out. This is uh, Soul Coughing with Circles. I mentioned last week that uh, for the first year ever, you're able to go on to rockhall.com and cast your vote for who you think should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. And I urge everybody to get off of their asses, or actually get on their asses and go online and vote. Uh, some of the inductees this year, or actually some of the nominees for induction this year include Heart, Deep Purple, and Rush, who really should have been inducted a very long time ago. Other nominees include Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and Chic, amongst others. Um, I was actually, you know, because we talked about this a few months ago about how clueless the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is oh, when it comes yeah. to the, the music industry. I was just reading what their el eligibility process is. It says, to be eligible for induction as an artist, as a performer, composer, or musician into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the artist must have released a record in the generally acceptable sense of that phrase at least 25 years prior to the year of induction and have demonstrated unquestionable musical excellence. We shall consider factors such as an artist's musical influence on other artists, length and depth of career and the body of work, innovation and superiority in style and technique, but musical excellence, and there's a big stress on musical excellence, shall be the essential qualification of induction. 
Now, with that being said, how the fuck does Madonna exhibit musical excellence? How? I just want to know how ABBA and Madonna exhibit musical excellence. Okay, fuck everything else, okay? Yeah, they've been around a while. Not really long enough to be considered legendary. You know, but... Uh, who ready for a kiss and... Who has ABBA influenced? Who is going to openly admit to, to saying, ABBA has been a huge influence on my career? You never know. There may be somebody out there saying... You know, okay, Madonna has influenced, like, who? Uh, Britney Spears, uh, Christina Aguilera, uh, Lady Gaga. I'd have to say that's probably about it for people who have been influenced by Madonna. There really isn't a long list. You know, but Rush, you know, any band that has experimented at all since Rush came out, especially since... The moving pictures came out in 1981. You know, every experimental band that's come out since then has been influenced by Rush. You know, including like Soundgarden, Clutch, Coheed and Cambria. Um, you, you could probably even say Muse or Radiohead has been hugely influenced by Rush. Yet, they're just now getting nominated, you know? Now, if Rush does get inducted, do you think they will show up, or do you think they will pull a Sex Pistols? They'll probably show up. Yeah, I think they will. You think they will? Yeah, why not? I could see Neil Peart getting up there and saying some dickheaded comments, well, but not? I could see them showing up. They're they're not like Axl Rose. That's Axl Rose. I was a little disappointed that Axel didn't show up. I really was. I was hoping that would be the Guns N' Roses reunion that everybody wants to see. You can't know that shit ain't gonna happen. Everybody was down for performing with Axel, and Axel just two days before was like, "Fuck it, I'm not going." I don't know. But I would say that Miles Kennedy was a good replacement. Miles Kennedy sounded spot on that night when he played with Guns N' Roses. Did, did you go? Did you see? How would you know? I watched it on TV. And how were you able to watch it on TV? For those of us who didn't know it was on TV, how were you able to watch it? Don't look at, don't give me what? that look like what I'm What do you mean? Shit. It's, they, they televised the induction ceremony every year. Like what channel? Isn't it uh That's what Fox? I was trying to ask. Like what channel is it on? I think Fox. I think it's Fox. Yeah. I was going to say, don't look at me like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they choose the artists that they do. Because it's a ratings thing. Because of how highly rated the induction ceremony is. You know, of course they're going to have, you know, Run DMC and Beastie Boys and Madonna. Artists that are going to bring an audience, you know. Plus, they try, they try to get as many diverse acts in there every year from different genres to bring in more viewers as well, you know, which to me, okay, I understand, you know, like Beastie Boys and Run DMC, hugely influenced by rock and roll. LL Cool J, on the other hand, not influenced by rock and roll. How would you know? Should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Have you heard any of LL Cool J's music? He's more influenced by soul, funk, disco, that sort of stuff, which to me, disco does not belong in the ranks with rock and roll. You know, Buddy Holly would be rolling over in his grave knowing that ABBA is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame next to him and Jerry Lee Lewis and, you know, guys like that that shaped rock and roll music, you know? Right. Yeah, you don't agree with me? You think disco well, belongs no, in there? No, I'm just saying that. Do you think Madonna it's... has... Do you, do you think that Madonna has, you know, earned her way into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, no, but I'm just saying, though, is then is there a different, you know, is there a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for reggae or disco? Is there? Because what if... Because there's, there, you know, there's various different 
Hall of Fames, you know, there's the uh, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame. There's the Country Music Hall of Fame. Uh, I believe there's actually an R&B Hall of Fame, too. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think there is a separate R&B Hall of Fame. You know, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the one that gets all the attention. You know, it's the big one. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. The, the Vocal Group Hall of Fame is in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Just, you know, 20 minutes from here. Okay. No, I'm just thinking it's... <laughs> that's just... it. I know it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I just think it seems... You think it should encompass the other genres that came yes. after rock and roll? Yes. I I get the whole, you know, inducting some of the earlier influences on rock and roll. I get that, like Lead Belly and... You know some of the, uh, the the various blues musicians that came before rock and roll, but I don't, you know, I don't see where, you know, someone like Madonna should get in there. You know, if you want to induct Madonna, fine, do it when her time is ready, not before acts like Kiss and Rush get in there. You know, ones who deserve it before her. You know, even Madonna got inducted before Alice Cooper did. I don't think that's fair, you know? Apparently you think it's fair. I don't know. Do you think do you think Madonna has had a bigger impact on music since she began more so than Rush or Deep Purple? Well, no. What, what about I, Heart? I'm just saying it, other people should be included with it too. Not you know, I think Heart should have been in there a long time ago. You know, they inspired every female rock group since. You know, after Heart, you had the Runaways, who also should have been inducted by now. You know, and with the Runaways, you got Joan Jett and, and the Blackhearts, and, you know, every, every act that's come since then. You know, who else? The, the Bangles, the Go-Go's. Um, Kitty, the Donnas, you know, all exist because of heart. Yeah, I'm not saying, you know? uh, oh, I'm not disagreeing with you on that at all. I'm just saying, you know, somebody out there could say, oh, well, for example, and I know this is not going to be true, could say, hey, you know what, Kiss got inspired by... Bob Marley, for example, hypothetically, you know, hey, Bob Marley should get recognized. That's Bob Marley actually came after Kiss, but I, I understand. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. I, I do understand to an extent, but that's like I I'm said, the Hall of Fame at. exists to get ratings, and you know, bands like Nirvana, Sublime, Green Day are gonna all get in their first year of eligibility. Guarantee it. Especially Nirvana. You know, there hasn't been a single grunge band that has been nominated yet, even though Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Mudhoney have all been eligible for several years now. You know, they haven't been nominated yet because they're waiting. Nirvana's going to be the first grunge band to get in. And Nirvana came out with their first record in 89, so they're eligible in 2014 to be inducted. Okay. Guarantee they get in. Their first year of eligibility. Okay. Although I think Soundgarden was a much better band. Always have been. I love, I love Nirvana, but I think Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam are all better bands. I think that they have had more influence on rock and roll since then. Especially, you know, Soundgarden had a huge influence on the whole new metal era. You know, and even trickling down into the emo generation. You know, but Nirvana had gets the most attention because Kurt Cobain died at the peak of their career, you know, and then of course Dave Grohl goes on to have huge success with Foo Fighters. You guys aren't even fucking paying attention. No, no I am. <laughs> Kurt Cobain died on Nirvana. I'm paying attention. And Bon Jovi is going to get in before Motley Crue. That's my prediction. I don't know about all that. You don't think? Nope. I really do. Nope. I really believe Bon Jovi will get in there. 
There are no hair metal bands in there yet. Thank God for that. Don't say thank God for that. No, thank God for that. Don't say thank God for that. All right, we're going to play some more music. This is Stone Sour with Digital. All right, it's about time to wrap things up for this week. Don't forget, we will be on the air this Thursday for our Thanksgiving Day special. I will not Alyssa be will here. Not, will not be I here. I will not be here because I do have to work that night. But you will get my list, though. Uh-oh. You will get my list, though. So, yes, unfortunately, I will be sleeping while this is airing, and I will be at work for part of the show when it's on. Country so. won't be here either. He'll be out of town, so... Hopefully we'll have some guests on and uh, we'll see what happens that night. It should be fun. Uh, We have the top five Thanksgiving films and top five five songs about food. Plus, I will be doing a year in review that night as well as the top albums of 2012 and the top ten worst songs of 2012. So that should definitely be an interesting night. In fact, I actually have both those lists in front of me, but we will not reveal what's on them until Thursday. And then next Sunday, we will be back to our regular Sunday night programming. Yes, we will be. We're going to talk about the top five guitar duos and top five political propaganda films. Oh, man. And then Country will be back on December 2nd because this was his idea. We're going to be talking about winter stupidity. All right. We're going to be uh, doing the top five guitar solos and top five non-Christmas winter films. On December 9th, we are going to do the best and worst of 2012, top five really good albums with really bad names, and top five Tom Cruise films that Tom Cruise should not have been in. That should be... That should be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That should be interesting. Um, On the 16th, Beethoven's birthday. We're going to be doing the final show before the world ends. That's a little different that you know Beethoven's birthday. Isn't that weird? I do know that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's a little weird that you actually know his (laughs) birthday. It's a little weird. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a little different. But with it being the end of the world, we're going to do uh, the top five most brutal growls and the top five films about the end of the world. All right. All right. So that's it. The world will be over with, and we'll be signing off for good that night. Mm. Not a shame, no. But if the world doesn't end, we will be back on Sunday the 23rd. That will be the day before Christmas Eve, so we're going to be talking about Christmas stuff. Um, I'm actually going to have a bunch of christmas music that i'm going to be playing that night that will be the one and only time on the show that you will hear christmas music you know <clears throat> there's radio stations right now that are already playing um, nothing but christmas 105.7 music 105.7 is doing it right we're not allowed now. to mention any names by the way of fm stations oh. so i'd let you know that <laughs> well now you tell me this you we're allowed to talk about specifically uh, so why could so you that's Forgot just to mention uh, this to me, like copyright before. thing. Well, We're, we are allowed yeah. to mention specific nationally syndicated shows. So you're just telling like, me this now? Like Sixth Sense or Rover's Morning Glory, Man Cow in the Morning, Bubba the Love Sponge. We can mention those things, but not specific this, radio this, stations. But I know, I know the stations you're talking about. Um, One of the oldie stations yeah. here in town. Yeah, they um, they play nothing but Christmas music from November first on. You know, what? I I like Christmas music, but. You know, I, I think there needs to be a limit. You know, start playing some Christmas music maybe on Black Friday, but don't well, start playing is, nothing but Christmas music until a couple days before Christmas. There is you know? one oldie station that will play the day before Thanksgiving and we'll start playing it on rotation. Yeah. But we will be playing nothing but Christmas music on the 23rd. And we're not talking about your cheesy Harry Belafonte and, you know, oh, that type of Christmas we music. Can't even your mean one, mean one, Mr. Crunch. We can't play that. What the fuck. I I have the uh, I we we wish you a metal Xmas and a headbanging New Year album. So we're gonna be playing some tracks off of that. Some uh, punk rock that. Christmas tunes. It's it's gonna be a good show. Guaranteed. So what we play the heck. On uh, December thirtieth, it's gonna be our year in review. We're gonna be doing the everyone's gonna be doing this. The top twenty songs of the year and top five films of the year. So it's going to be a good time. Oh, I, I didn't say on the 23rd we're going to be doing top five Christmas songs and top five Christmas films. And our first show of the new year will be on January 6th. 
We're going to be doing the 2013 preview with the top five most anticipated albums of the year and top five most anticipated films of the year. And The Hangover 3 should be on top of everybody's list for that one. You're full of shit. I'm thinking <laughs> that's going to happen. I, or, well, not, actually, no. Not the, not Star Wars is not slated for 2013. 2014. Released, 2014, yeah. 2014. And that's not going to be on anybody's list that year, I'm telling you that right now. Uh, then we're going to take a break for a couple weeks, and we'll be back with Season 4. Which, the last episode of Season 4, coincidentally, will be right around the time of our one-year anniversary. Which so we're going to be doing something big for that. Okay. And possibly even the week, the maybe even the last episode of that season will do like a highlight show. Oh. The last highlight show went over very well. It's still getting a lot of hits, so it's very successful. People like that one. It's uh, some of our best moments, so... Hopefully going to do another Highlights episode. Maybe we'll do that for the one-year anniversary. Don't know. But uh, every week you guys can get a hold of us on uh, Skype. I always forget to do this early in the show. It's Planet Chaos Radio on Skype. You can Skype with us. Throw in your two cents. Uh, bullshit with us about whatever. We'll try to stay on topic as we most normally do not. we never do. <laughs> Especially when Ron's here. No, that never happens. <laughs> Um, you can also email us anytime. It's planetchaosradio at gmail.com. And you can email anytime during the week if you have any uh, any complaints, anything to add. Yeah. And if... Uh, and puts always a good thing. If, and if you have any complaints, I will be spamming your Facebook page, just so you know. <laughs> just throwing that out there for you guys. No, I'm joking. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to the year in review. That's going to be fun. I, I want to hear everyone's top 20 songs of the year and top five films of the year. I need to uh, brush up on my films for the year, though. I'm, oh, jeez. I'm behind a little bit on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you really are. Too bad Harold and Kumar 3D didn't come out this year. I put that on there. But yeah, we're going uh, to we're play you out with some music. It, it was a pretty fun show. We... Played a little more music than than usual. Uh, than usual, but it was still fun. I had a good time, and I'm looking forward to Thursday. It's gonna be an excellent time. So until next week, here's Moto Grader with Down. I'll be back next week. And good night, folks. And good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are.